Hello, thank you so much for joining me today for Give Him 15. The title of our post today is The Current Assault Against Biblical Marriage. Sixty-plus years of the church's refusal to involve itself in government and culture, coupled with the indoctrination of two generations of Americans by a godless, leftist education system, is taking its toll. America's biggest internal battles now center around life, gender, marriage, and family all established by God in the very first chapter of Genesis. The battle for America's soul has made its way back to the absolute basis of existence. Babies are killed up to and even after birth, and their body parts are sold. Many Americans don't know the difference between a man and a woman, including Supreme Court justices, presidents, and members of Congress. Small children's bodies are permanently mutilated and altered to satisfy the mindless fantasies of a few. And our government has redefined marriage. Depravity must be reached in order for these things to occur, which then lends itself to insanity. Another attempt is being made to defile God's holy marriage covenant. Intercessors for America board member Cynthia Dunmar, Dunbar frames the proposed law for us biblically. She says, no matter what anyone may think or say, marriage is not a legislatively defined institution, nor can it be. Rather, we know through the spoken words of Jesus that since the beginning of creation, God made us male and female. For this reason, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two become one flesh. From the beginning, we were created in the image of God, male and female, with the goal of oneness and unity. Therefore, this cultural attempt to redefine marriage is not simply an attempt to redefine an institution. It is an assault on the very image of God. It is the pinnacle of religious discrimination for Congress to curtail in any way the espousing of convictions that reaffirm this biblical truth. Mary Margaret Olihan from the Daily Signal wrote, The United States Senate voted Wednesday to advance the so-called Respect for Marriage Act. H.R. 8404, which passed the House of Representatives in July, provides statutory authority for same-sex and interracial marriages repealing provisions that define marriage as between a man and a woman. The legislation also repeals and replaces provisions 
that do not require states to recognize same-sex marriages from other states. It allows the Department of Justice to bring a civil action, and it establishes a private right of action for violations. Democratic advocates say the legislation promotes equality, but religious leaders strongly warned that it explicitly targets people of faith. Make no mistake, Alliance Defending Freedom President Kristen Wagner warned, this bill will be used by officials and activists to punish and ruin those who do not share the government's view on marriage. Twelve Republicans voted in favor of advancing the, the legislation. Here they are. Senators Roy Blunt of Missouri, Richard Burr of North Carolina, Shelley Capito of West Virginia, Susan Collins of Maine, Cynthia Loomis of Wyoming, Rob Portman of Ohio, Mitt Romney of Utah, Dan Sullivan of Alaska, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, Joni Ernst of Iowa, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, and Todd Young of Indiana. How did 12 Republicans in the Senate betray our religious freedoms and God's word at this level? Roger Severino of The Daily Signal asks the same question. Quoting him, how did Senate liberals convince 12 Republicans to break ranks and endorse a same-sex marriage bill that puts a giant target on people of faith? It took help, he says, from some people and organizations of faith, such as the National Association of Evangelicals. If you're a part of this group, get out now. And most surprisingly, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which gave defecting senators enough cover to vote against the interests of the people who put them in office. He continues, I won't speculate as to why some of the faith voices who were once staunchly opposed to recognizing same-sex marriage have flipped on the issue, but flipped they have. Severino continues, although the bill may provide some explicitly religious nonprofits additional clarity outside of the house of worship uh, context, few, if any, religious social service organizations would benefit, including adoption agencies and marriage counseling organizations. That's because they don't have anything at all to do with wedding solemnization itself, the only thing ostensibly protected by the bill. This explains why controversies and lawsuits over same-sex marriage celebrations have focused on bakers, photographers, web designers, printers, meeting halls, bed and breakfasts, and florists with decidedly mixed success. 
for people of faith. These documented and repeated examples of people of faith being harassed and driven out of business today over forced same-sex marriage celebrations get no protection at all under the Democrats' bill. He continues, Christians, Muslims, and Jews with sincere, historic, reasonable, and true beliefs about human sexual morality and identity have been under accelerated attack by activists and government ever since the Supreme Court's 2015 ruling in Obergefell, despite assurances by same-sex marriage advocates that a live-and-let-live world would follow that decision. The proposed Respect for Marriage Act would supercharge these attacks. The gestures toward religious liberty in the most recent version of the bill do not change this fact, end quote. Here's what others have said about this law. The Religious Freedom Institute said the bill would threaten the tax-exempt status of religious organizations that hold to their convictions about marriage as the union of a husband and wife. Tom Farr, the group's president, said in a statement that this law would intentionally subject millions of religious Americans and the tens of thousands of religious institutions they represent to ruinous lawsuits in federal courts. In a mass email, Family Research Council President Tony Perkins said the religious liberty protections added to the bill are insufficient. The measure goes much further than proponents' claim of status quo on marriage, Mr. Perkins said, despite claims that religious liberty threats have been addressed. The measure will be a green light to LGBTQ activists to continue their witch hunts against Christian business owners under the guise of the law. It supercharges these attacks on religious freedom by creating a right of private action, arming any private activist with the ability to bring harassing lawsuits that could take years and hundreds of thousands of dollars to settle. The Senate vote last week was not final. Please hear me. It will be voted on again on November 28th, and it must receive 60 votes. This means that if at least three of the 12 Republicans change their minds, the law can be stopped. After this vote, it goes back to the House to be voted on again with the Senate's changes. As believers, we must speak up for the protection of traditional biblical marriage and religious freedom. Please pray and contact your congressmen and senators. Please do this, telling them you are opposed to this legislation. Click this link, and it'll take you to Intercessors for America's 
take action page. There's a sample letter you can use and even send it directly from their website. It won't take long. Or for those of you listening today, go to ifapray.org. ifapray.org and click on their action tab. It'll take you where you need to go. Don't put this off. Let's all do so. Do this today. And let's pray. Father, we have no one to blame but ourselves for the abominable laws and actions taking place in America. We failed to stand for truth and are paying a huge price. However, as we have done many times, we thank you for your incredible grace and mercy. Your mercy, extended through the sacrifice of Jesus, is the only currency we have with which to purchase forgiveness and cleansing. We ask you for this now and plead the blood of Jesus over this nation. Forgive us, cleanse us, and restore us. We ask you to move on the hearts and minds of enough senators to stop this abominable law from passing. Motivate believers to pray, contact their representatives and senators, help us stop this. We will never waver in our prayer and faith that you are sending a powerful revival to America that will awaken our corporate conscience. Ultimately, this is our only hope. With confidence in your word, we appeal for this. And in Yeshua's name, we ask it. Amen. Our decree today, we declare that we will stand for the word and ways of God, regardless of the opposition or cost. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me. Please pray and please take action. And I'll see you tomorrow.